Episode 194 of Shalen on Batman. I am Justin Shalen with Kyle Davis. Um, what's up, Kyle? I'm here and uh, I am I'm live. Is this the first episode that we've done in the new year? I think it might be, but I mean, to be fair, we've been pretty busy over the past uh, month or two. I know, like, uh, uh, it's like every time that we try to like record. There really hasn't for like for one reason there really hasn't been news and like I mean like we we're gonna do like the Shazam trailer but I was like that trailer sucks so <laughs> um, I mean but, we still can at one point but I'm just not really feeling that uh that trailer and then like we've just been waiting for like James Gunn to kind of like give us like the DC slate and uh, that he has done so like and then like there was an ice storm in Texas I'm trying to like find a new career so like i've been personally busy and then i got sick and all this other stuff so um things been crazy yo and like kyle's still trying to find a mansion to to put all of his millions we've just been busy look if i can't throw a party that has like 50 hookers at it then it's not worth living there um well, I know that you were hanging out with Logan Paul the other night, so I was like, damn. <laughs> he, let's be honest, he's one of my side gigs. So, you know, like, if I don't have anyone else to hang out with, I guess I can hang out with him. You know, it's like, whatever. <laughs> well, it's good to be doing this again, and I'm really, like, really looking forward to um, discussing the DC slate going forward, because there's a lot, really, to talk about here. There's a lot to dissect. Um... But before we, like, get into, like, the nitty-gritty of, like, what, you know, um, the overall plan is going forward, let's, uh, let's, let's just talk about, like, uh, your, like, initial, like, plan, like, thoughts on the plans that James Gunn has kind of, like, put forward. Yeah. So, my first reaction, my first impression was, like, wow, he's, uh, he's actually doing something very ambitious here. Like, okay, Thanks. like before we even just talk about the individual uh projects he's announced, like one of the big uh things that he was talking about at the beginning of that video was like, we want to unify everything. Like, mm-hmm. if there is an animated project, we are going to be like using the same voice actors as like the live action, which makes sense. It, it in a way, it but it definitely just increases the workload that much more to try and get people locked in uh, for contracts that basically means they're only doing DC stuff forever, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also like, yeah, we want to like make sure that all of the comics and the movies, well, maybe not necessarily the comics, but like the movies, live action and animated and games and all that stuff is going to exist like in the same universe. Um, were, Was there anything that was like really surprising to you when you saw the slate? Like, obviously we knew there was going to be Superman. We knew there was going to be a Batman. Um. So, so was there anything surprising to you? Like for me, I felt a little underwhelmed, but I'll wait to you know say that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd say there's anything super surprising because anything that would have otherwise been really surprising, it's kind of like, oh well, it's James Gunn. Of course, he's gonna do something like that, right? Like, I don't think anybody was sitting there going, oh, we are for sure getting creature commandos. But I'm like, well, it's James Gunn, so of course he's going to pick a like relatively unknown team and make a thing about it. So, uh, same thing, same thing with uh, the Authority. Like, I don't think anybody was like, oh, we are 100 percent getting the Authority into a movie. But I'm like, well, it's James Gunn, so yeah, of course he's going to take a team of lesser known characters and make something out of it. <laughs> like, like to me, the Authority is kind of like the boys. So yeah. Like I, I knew nothing about the Authority, but after looking into it, I'm like, oh, so this is like. Uh, kind of like the boys or maybe like a Watchmen type group. They're like a grittier band of superheroes that 
maybe maybe go a little too ham in, in their ideals. So mm-hmm. it, it, that that's going to be interesting to see. Um, were you are you excited with what they're doing going forward? Because I I've seen like like to me it's been like from what I saw it's been pretty like sixty forty. Like sixty like percent of the people that I saw tweet about, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this sounds great! I can't wait for it." And other people were like, "Meh, not." Yeah, gonna- so I, I am a little bit mixed on it because I'm looking at some of these and I'm like, I don't, I don't know how the average person is going to get excited for this. Like, I don't know how many people are going to look at, uh, say like the booster gold and be like oh i gotta go see booster gold i you know i gotta i gotta resub the hbo max for booster gold that feels like it might be kind of a niche comic book fan thing well if if he if he's correct in what he's trying to do though he's trying to have some of these characters show up these lesser known characters show up in these other movies then as long as he casts the right person like glenn powell for Booster Gold or Chris Pratt for Booster Gold. Yeah, that's what's going to come down to. Like, if you get some good names attached to these, I, I think it can work out. It's it's definitely not an easy road that we have before us, but I think if uh, James and Peter can actually like stick to the plan that they've laid out, and the quality is decent to good to great, you know, I think this is actually going to work out very well. So here are my thoughts on it. And before we get into like, there, cause there's a lot of nuances. Cause he said a, a, a bunch of things. He talked about how Henry Cavill was dicked around. There's a bunch of people in the industry and at the studio that are actually pretty annoyed that he said that he talked about how, you know, there was that, you know, people were just given, you know, IP that smiled at them. Like they were mining the mint. Like there is a lot of stuff that he talked about in the interview, which was a little too candid for a bunch of people from what I'm hearing. And so, like, I got the list about an hour and a half, hour before. And so, like, I was kind of like, uh... Like, it was underwhelming to me. Um, Like, obviously, we're getting the Superman legacy. Um, I knew there'd be Batman in there. I didn't know the the iteration of Batman. Yeah. Um, And so, like, it's kind of like... Like, to me, it was a little underwhelming. Like, the authority sounds cool, right? But, like, there's other things that are kind of like, what about Wonder Woman? What about, you know, what about... Um, yeah, it's Black- it's a tough pill to swallow because, like, immediately nothing here sounds super amazing. But then, like, the more I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, you know, if I'm willing to just let, let things go, you know, if, if I'm willing to move on and just kind of look at what we have and think about the potential... I get more excited the more I think about it, even though at first sure. it's kind but of a like, tough hill. But there is there is that side that's like, all right, we've been down this road before. Yeah. Right? They announce the slate, they announce the directors, and then like Fool me five times. And like I'm still <laughs> not entirely convinced that these things are gonna play out, right? And that's why that goes into part of like why I'm kind of under underwhelmed with it. Like, I'm not saying that he's playing things super safe. Like, the Authority, Swamp Thing, uh, you know, Lanterns. All those things sound promising. But there weren't, like, directors and actors that were kind of, like, announced with this stuff, right? There was none of that. Yeah, but... Like, but if he would said... I, I'm, not, right, I'm not upset about that, because, I mean... Uh, we probably should be getting names for some of them, like Superman. If, if that's coming out in two years uh july right. july 2025 there should already be a cast lined up and like they should already be in like pre-production right like that that should be uh the ball should be moving on that right now um, I, I don't i don't know if it is or not yeah so like i'm just like 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 you said you know fool me five times like i remember when ben affleck and rick Fumawaya, however you say your name, his name, all these different directors came out to like, hey, we're going to be directing Flash and Batman and this is going to be a thing. And like him not announcing actors and directors kind of like, again, makes me kind of like hesitant. Like, I think that the things are going to like happen, 
but I mean, we're like I'm per- like I've been hearing so like for the last year that David Zaslav is literally trying to do anything in his power to sell off the company <laughs> to like Comcast. So like all this stuff that's kind of like happening, you know, like I'm kind of like I'm not wary about it, but it's kind of like. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, that's the we've been burned so many times that like how, like it, how it, you, it takes a lot of mental energy for me to actually like care about what's happening. So there was Zack Snyder and Chuck Robin, Man of Steel, BBS Suicide Squad. Then it was Jeff Johns and John Bird. Then it was Walter Hamada. And now it's James Gunn. There's been four reboots or reshuffles or rebrands, you know, <laughs> since 2013. And the first movie, the first, like, actual, like, shared universe movie came out in 2016. So I just remember them, sh- like, on Twitter, I just remember them always showing that that old slate of, like, all the movies, like, the old DC movies. How many of those so, actually came out? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So, um, underwhelming. I thought that there was some cool stuff in there. You know, Superman Legacy, I'm, like, actually, like... If anyone can, like, bring, like, hope and humanity and heart and, like, cool action uh, to, like, Superman, it's yeah. James Gunn, right? Like, like, watching the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, I was like, oh, he could definitely direct a Superman movie. So much heart and depth and emotion in that. Watched that like three times, like in that weekend, because I was like, "Man, this is like so much fun," you know. And that's the uh, thing. I, I I'm a little hit or miss with James Gunn's writing sometimes. Like sometimes I think he really nails the like the heart and emotion of characters, and then other times I'm just like, I, I don't really know. I can't tell what he's going for. Sometimes the characters just seem very mean spirited for no reason. Uh, but I I I have faith in this. I think. What he wants to do with Superman Legacy is promising, and I do like that uh, it seems like they're drawing inspiration from All-Star Superman uh, for this project, which, if you're going to pull from any piece of Superman's history, that's probably one of the better ones to do. I've never read it, so have you? A long time ago. It's it's been a few years. Okay, so let's let's just go down the, like, just let's just go down the, the, uh, the slate so to speak because some of these there's there's 10 total projects five movies and five tv shows to be fair that's not the entire slate they said that there's more that they didn't announce oh and like i'm like 99 percent sure james gunn like 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 what's interesting is like like i was literally telling people like hey this is happening on this day this is what's going to get announced, blah, 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 blah. And, like, no one, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, I like, I was, like, I remember Tuesday is going to be the day. Oh, he's going to have a video out there. Oh, this is going to happen. And, like, no one was, like, hey, you were right. So, um. <laughs> so, Push the respect on this man. There, So, James, I'm, like, 99% sure James Gunn is going to direct Superman Legacy. Like, he's going to write it. He's going to direct it. Um, makes sense because that's going to be like the big project. That's the first big project that's coming out, right? Mm-hmm. So come at, uh, what's the Creature Commandos is like the first pro- like animated thing that's coming out, and I think Waller's the first. But like the kind of like what sets the DCU up going forward is Superman Legacy. Yeah. So Superman. Like, like basically, from my understanding, like there's we got the stragglers from the current era that are going to mm-hmm. finish, and then. We got a couple that are in between. They're not really part, or they're not like they weren't intended to be part of the new thing going forward. But they're they're kind of getting grandfathered in, and then and then like like I said, Superman is supposed to be like the first proper like right. new era of DC. And so so I've heard that, and I don't know this for certain. Like this is kind of like a long shot, but I've heard. There's potential that this movie could be like a period piece, like set back in like the 1940s. That'd be cool. And if you look at his like statement about it, um, like, because when I heard that, like when I was told like, hey, it's going to be like a period piece, it's going to kind of be like Captain America, the first Avenger. And then I'm guessing at some point 
Superman like gets thrown in the Phantom Zone, Superman gets frozen or something, and um, he's kind of like brought into like the you know present world, which would be interesting. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's just kind of mm. some things that have percolated my way that potentially it's going to be a period piece, and like breaking down. So Superman Legacy, um, like here, you know, uh, go. Saffron, Saffron, and uh, Saffron said it's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice, in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old-fashioned. So when I saw that mm-hmm. old-fashioned, I was like, are they giving away that it's going to be a period piece? So, like, I don't know if that's going to be, like, I'm not, like, I didn't look down and, like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'd be interesting to kind of see that because there's a lot of things that you could do with, like, Superman back in, like, the 40s. You know, you could have the red trunks on the front, which he actually did a poll for, which I was like, okay, Elon yeah. Musk. He's, he's, been, uh-huh. uh, he's been teasing it pretty hard. <laughs> so you could put you, – you, know, you can make Lex Luthor, you know, a scientist again, and he's not, like, this land, you know, deal situation. Like, there's a lot of potential – like, it can be a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. People can be, you know, walking around, like, you know, raincoats and hats. And, like, Metropolis could be, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of, like, see that. Um, I have no idea what that looks like. Um, but Superman Legacy is the first, like, the first of, like, the big DC film coming out. And I'm, like, really excited for it. Like, some things I want to see, I don't want to see Lex Luthor. Like, if they're going to do Lex Luthor, I want to see him in the mech suit. I don't want to see General Zod. Yeah, no Zod. We, we've had more than enough Zod. I, I would like to see Brainiac. I'd like to see Metallo. I'm guessing that he's going to do Lobo. Like, I'd be very inter- Like, I'd be very curious if he if Lobo's the vi- villain in this film, um, because he did say that he wants to bring like other known characters, you know, into. Um, it, you know, it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned Brainiac. Because I have this theory that um, in Lanterns that they're going to be setting up some kind of Brainiac uh, appearance. Because we'll we'll get to Lanterns in a second. But, like, I think one of the things they said was that Lanterns, it's going to be, like, a mystery that leads up to a reveal of, like, a a galactic threat that is going to affect the end game of Chapter 1. That'd be interesting. So I'm like, well, either they're teasing a dark side or they're going to tease like a Brainiac. And I don't think they're going to do dark side again. It's not right now. I don't think I, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd like to see Brainiac. Like, like my, my thing is like, I just don't want to see Zod again. Like I yeah. love the character of general Zod, but like, it's just like Superman one, Superman two, man of steel, BBS and the Flash are all going to have General Zod. Yeah. General Zod has been in over half of the Superman movies we've had, and there's not been a ton of Superman movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, one of the Superman movies did have General Zod, but he fought a rock. So I guess I'd like rather pick General Zod over that. But like, Why did we get Nuclear Man in this? Like, so, like, and what's interesting is he's going back and t- and having him, like he said, he wants hit Superman to be like a cub reporter. And then when I heard cub reporter, I'm just like, oh, like, when was the last time you heard about a cub reporter, of, like, other than, like, 1943? Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that's what the plan is, but I, I'm just super interested in his take. Like, I'm hoping it feels like the Iron Giant. I hope it feels like a Brad Bird anime, like, Pixar movie. Like I just want, like I love Man of Steel, and I, I, like I can, I can watch Man of Steel at any point and be entertained. And like I've said at nauseum, my issues with you know Man of Steel, like the things with Pa Kent, mm-hmm. you know things with you know all that stuff uh, at the end. But for the most part, I really love Henry. I love Krypton. I love you know Russell Crowe in there. Lois Lane, she was okay. Um, what was lacking in that movie was a sense of like fun and heart and joy. And I definitely, you know, I like, he definitely saves, he definitely saves a ton of people in that movie, but like, I just thought there, they could have been a little bit more, I guess like upbeat and not so serious. And then it got real serious in BBS. I'm I'm with you there. Like I've, I've enjoyed this darker, more modern take on Superman, but 
I think now is a good time to bring back the more uh, Boy Scouty. Like uh, you can do that. Superman. Like look at Ca- how, how they did like Captain America. Yeah, absolutely. Like, things are a little bit tongue in cheek. Things are a little bit like like the stakes are huge, and that's what makes it serious. But like when he's inter- when you know when Captain America is interacting with Falcon, or you know Captain America is you know you know, trying to figure out, like, his way in, like, the 21st century. Those things are, like, kind of upbeat and fun, and, like, you're kind of like, oh, like, I'd like to hang out with this Captain America. Like, you know, like, like there are definitely some really impactful and emotional scenes in Man of Steel, you know, the scene where he is questioning, you know, what he should do, like, at the church and the preachers there and everything. Like, that stuff's super emotional, super impactful. But, like, I just felt like there could have been a little bit, like, could have been lighter in some spots. You know, like, yeah, I definitely, for sure. like, the way that, you know, Pa Kent died, and, like, the way that Pa Kent was, like, when young Clark was, like, you know, what should I do? Should I, should I, should I save people? Should I let these people die? He goes, maybe, maybe she'll let these people die. I'm, like, damn. <laughs> so, like, I get it. Like, you're kind of questioning, you know, you're trying to, like, turning the mythos on its side. But I just want, like, a kind of, like, you know, a very approachable Superman where, like, everyone can go see superman sure it could be pg-13 but like i just feel like the tone of superman legacy should be like a brad bird or the iron iron giant or you know captain america those are just my thoughts on it so super excited for it and like one of the things that was kind of like surprising for me kyle and i don't know for you was like we're getting this movie in like two years yeah like like i wasn't expecting to come that soon and like i was mentioning earlier we are almost exactly two years away from the release of this. And it's like, all right, so do we have a cast ready? Are we in pre-production right now? Like we need to get this thing filmed and edited, you know, before, before too much longer. <laughs> so um, that's going to be uh, interesting to, to be keeping an eye on as things progress. For sure. And it just, it just like, he must be further along in the process of writing I'm guessing he's maybe already done a draft or he's weeks away from doing a draft. And then because pre-production is going to be pretty extensive on, cause he's, it, you know, I don't think there's going to be anything Kryptonian. Like, I don't think he's got a, I don't think he's going to be like on Krypton this time. Like, I don't think Superman, I don't think we're going to see uh, Jor-El. I don't think we're going to see, you know, you know, the, things no. that, I, I, the vibe I get is we're going to start in Kansas we're going to see Metropolis, and then that, that might be the extent of it. And you know what? You know who I kind of want for Paul Kent in a, in a Superman Legacy? Who's that? Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's about time we brought Kevin Bacon back. Well, I, re- I just remember seeing him in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, this holiday special. I was like, man, he'd like be a really good Paul Kent. Because, like, we had heard, like, you know, James was going to, like, be writing. So, I'm like, I could see, like, I wouldn't mind seeing, Paul, like, Kevin Bacon be Paul Kent, you know? Yeah, that could um, work. So, and I really want Paul Kent to be, like, alive in this film. Like, I think that's how, isn't, isn't, isn't Mom, Paul Kent alive in Superman, uh, All-Star Superman? Yes, I, I do believe they are. Like as long as we don't kill Pa Kent in a tornado, I think we'll be fine. Because he's like, save the dog, but not me. <laughs> well, no, I can sacrifice my life, but you can't. Yeah, Superman Legacy. I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, two years away, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, and they gotta they gotta they gotta cast someone who's got he's like tw- in mid twenties too, which is crazy. Because I think Henry Cavill's like thirty-two or thirty-three. Yeah. Um. I'm ca- I I don't know if you've uh, already put any thought into the casting, but you know, I, I would like to see a just completely unknown actor play Superman. I'm give okay it, give that. give it to someone new. See if uh, see what they can do with it. That might just be my yeah, personal preference, I'm, though. I'm, I'm for that, I want someone. I just want, like they did. They did it with Brandon Routh. Henry Cavill is a little bit more well known than Brandon Routh. Um, the 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 trick with like Superman and the trick with Batman, and I always felt like you know with Superman, 
and ba- like Superman the movie and Batman Begins, the best thing about those movies was the cast that was surrounded the main character. Like you had, you had, uh, uh, you know, Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, you had, you know, Ned Beatty. Then, mm-hmm. you know, when it, when it came to Batman Begins, you had Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, um, all these different, you know, uh, heavy hitters, character actors, so so to speak, that surrounded Christian Bale, surrounded Christopher Reeve. So, um, yeah, I think I, I I agree with you. Make him an unknown, but then but then put like really strong, real strong uh, people. Yeah, um, behind him. Get a strong supporting cast in there. Hmm. Um. Next project, Kyle. What do we have? I mean, there's a lot of projects coming up. Which one did you want to talk about? It's up to you. What are your thoughts on Waller? I think that having my thought about if they were going to do like a, like a, like a reboot or soft reboot, I thought the one person that should have survived was Viola Davis. Okay. And I think that Viola Davis could be like the Judy Dench M from uh from from the Bond movies. Yeah, from the Bond movies. So um the okay. I just think yeah. I just think that it's smart. So and like so let me in a spin off of Gunn's own own HBO Max series Peacemaker Viola Davis will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head of the government task force. It is being written by Crystal Henry from Watchmen and Jeremy Carver, the creator of Doom Patrol TV series. So, no, I've not seen uh, Peacemaker yet. Was Peacemaker? So I've heard. It, was Viola Davis in that? And like, did she play a big role in that show? I, I only saw like four episodes. Um, like she's like, I think she's like just cameos pops in, pops out. Okay. So I'm not hundred percent sure how I feel about this yet. Cause like, I do like the days as Waller and I think, uh, the roles she has played in the, uh, the suicide squad movies and even, uh, black Adam has been pretty good. Uh, but the biggest thing for me was I looked at, uh, like the people working on this, we got obviously the writer of the Watchmen series and uh, the creative behind Doom Patrol. So I've never seen Doom Patrol, but I hear Doom Patrol's great. Yeah, so I haven't seen it either, but everybody I know yeah. that has seen it has been like, oh, it's actually super good and super underrated. Like, I don't know anyone that's seen Doom Patrol been like, this thing sucks. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Like it seems like there's a really strong uh, group working on Waller. And we already know that um, Viola Davis is great as the character of Waller. And if, uh, just, if Peacemaker think, is good, maybe this continuing that it, it, I, maybe I really it was a, do, it's promising. I really, I really do feel that having her come back and play that, you know, M type character, but like evil M character from the, from the old universe or the multiverse, I guess, she, like to me, it works. It makes sense. Why recast that role? And like, I know, like, well, why bring her back and not Henry Cavill? Why, you know, why bring her back and not Black Adam? Why, you know, you know, like, why bring her back and not Gal Gadot? And you know, the list goes on for people, you know, Ben Affleck. But that this role is kind of like defined by Viola Davis, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just an easy transition to move her from the DCEU to the DCU. And then from there, you have like people that are already familiar with her as Waller, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, Peacemaker, and just moving her and just plugging her into this like already like, you know, kind of like know what you're going to get from, you know, this TV show. It just makes sense. It just like here's a financially smart move to move a very credible, great actress who is going to like be in like these other films as well like makes sense to me i don't see anyone else who could play it i know i I, i'm pretty sure i think angela Bassett played it in the in green lantern um wait was amanda waller in green lantern i don't remember that at all yeah for like for like a brief second (laughs) 
that today I learned. Um, but I just like, what are your thoughts on it? I just think, I just think it just makes sense. I think I'd have a stronger opinion if I had actually seen Peacemaker or Doom Patrol right, right now. I, I, I'm i more interested in this than I thought I would be. Like, if you had just told me, oh, yeah, an Amanda Waller TV show, I would have been like, uh, so? Like, who cares? <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. This one, this is one I might actually watch when it comes up. Yeah, just like, like I'm like, my thing has always been like, what's the decision going to be? Like, what are they doing? You know, where, where are they going? Um, so like now that it seems like they've kind of like, all right, here's our plan going forward. Cause that's what we've been asking for, for the last like five years. What's the plan? <laughs> where are we going? How are these things yeah. going to line up? Is I'm... this going to be a share? Now that it is like, I can, I can foresee myself lo- watching Waller. I can look at and look and see, uh, you know, watch lanterns. So speaking of lanterns, Kyle, like let's, let's, let's look at lanterns. Let's dive, let's dive into lanterns. And you know what? This might be the project I am the most excited for. So James Gunn describes it as uh like true detective, but with space cops. Now I think comparing something to another show is kind of a, and like, it's kind like, of a cheap comparison, but just the idea of like a space. Co- yeah, go ahead. So like my, like, I think that that is such a like interesting idea, but true detective is like super like grounded in realism. Right. I know there's some, some fantastical things in true detective. Yeah. But like, to me, like, like that's my only thought is like, all right, this, these ring powered, um, Ring, ring-powered space cops. <laughs> yeah, and they're like kind of be like grounded in true detective. I don't know your thoughts. It's a little bit of a weird comparison. I see what he was going for though, uh, but you know, kind of kind of goofy comparison aside, the idea of we're gonna get like a kind of Earth-based uh, ensemble of different lanterns trying to solve mystery that could impact the greater DCU going forward. I'm on board with that. And I know he's already mentioned that there's going to be a couple of Green Lanterns involved. We're going to get Hal Jordan. We're going to get a Jon Stewart finally. Uh, so, like, that alone got me really excited. But there's a lot of potential for other Green Lantern characters to show up in this. I, Yeah, I, I'm on board. I think we've all been wanting a Green Lantern kind of, like, update for the longest time. And I think this is a great direction to go with it. So, and, like, another interesting thing is, like, Greg Berlanti is, like, no longer going to be, like, in charge. And that, that's a whole other, like, nuanced situation because, like, uh, what was the, what was the TV show that just got – Doom Patrol just was canceled and there was another one that just got canceled. Oh, the Pennyworth TV show. Um, there was a Pennyworth TV show? Yeah, on Epix. I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, not to be a dick or anything, but it's like some of these projects, uh, they exist, but like they just get no attention, no fanfare or anything. Maybe I'm just not looking at the right circles. But yeah, like it's interesting. Like my, I guess my only thing is like other than like the Greg, Greg Berlanti uh, stuff or Greg Berlanti, I guess Greg Berlanti is not going to be running any of these these shows any further. It doesn't guess- look like it. Um, and like, I've never been a fan of the bifurcation, like having two flash didn't like two of the same, like Barry Allen flash never made sense to me. Sure. You could be like, well, you know, the multiverse, well, like, all right, why couldn't, why couldn't one be Wally West? So yeah, there was no reason it couldn't have been, I guess my only issue is like, I much rather have seen this been like a film. Because imagine if Hal Jordan was Tom Cruise. I don't see Tom Cruise being on an HBO Max show, you know, and then Jon Stewart being or, you know, like. Or Jon Stewart being Idris Elba. I don't see I don't see Idris Elba being on an HBO Max show and then having, you know, like to me, it's it's kind of a double edged sword because, yeah, while a film could have lent to like bigger star power, I think with a property like Lanterns and like what they're trying to do with it i i do think the tv format makes more sense because you're not as restricted in what stories you can tell y- you can do a lot more content you can tell more stories you can introduce more characters i think 
there's just going to be more freedom for them when when it comes to like what they're going to be able to introduce into the DCU through lanterns. I'm, I, I mean, I guess. So here's what uh, it's terrestrial based. It will feature prominent lantern heroes, Hal Jordan and John Stewart, and is one of the most important shows they have in development. This plays a really big role leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV. Yeah, like that's Man. one. That's one of the reasons why I kind of theorizing that Brainiac might be something that's introduced through lanterns. Huh. It'd be interesting. I mean, it would like. I mean, that would be a good hook for people to watch lanterns. But was there a? Did they have like, hey, it's coming out? I don't think there's a release date or anything like that yet. I don't know. I don't know if any of the TV shows have a release date on them yet. I mean, the I think Waller supposed to be the. I think Waller comes out right after Creature Commandos. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw either one of those within a year, but Lanterns might be something that takes a little bit longer to come out. Huh. All right. So we've talked about Superman Legacy. We've talked about Waller. I know Lanterns is your big. But there is the Batman in the room, right? we got to talk about the Batman. The, yeah. Two. Wait, why would we talk about Batman on a Batman podcast? Are you crazy or something? Batman so when I got that list and it said Batman Brave and the Bold, I immediately thought of the smiley Batman from the cartoon. <laughs> and I like I'm just like, what the fuck? No. No. Like, no, I get it. I get it. They're like the Batman's, you know, part two is supposed to be like the dark and you know, brooding Batman. But I'm just like, no, like and like I was told like Robin was supposed to be in it. I was like, all right, that's cool, but, like, I don't want my Batman to be, like, in blue. I want him, you know, I don't want him to be wearing, like, a blue cow with a blue cape and him, you know, smiling around the Batcave, you know. You know, Jolly G. Willikers, uh, Robin, let's go fight some crime. (laughs) Where's my shark repellent? You know, so now that we kind of, like have like an understanding of what this is going to look like all right let's look let's look at this so here's the actual um from this is from the hollywood reporter this is the introduction of the dcu batman said gun it's uh this is the introduction of the dcu batman it said gun of bruce wayne and it also introduces our favorite robin damien wayne who's a little son of a bitch <laughs> movie will take inspiration from now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed, a murderous t- tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father and son story. And importantly, it will feature a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. However, there's also the Batman sequel. <laughs> it's like, don't forget that we still got uh, more of the other Batman that you guys like. Like, to me, like, I think that the reason that they're keeping the Matt Reeves Batman universe is because they need, uh, they need, uh, they need, like, content for 2025. Uh, That's the thing, though. Like, if the Batman can come out and make money, go ahead and make the Batman, make that money, and we can do the other stuff. (laughs) So... I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the Batman. I, I, I'm a little mixed. I'm not like immediately in love with this, but I do think there's potential here. For the Batman or Batman Brave and the Bold? Bra- uh, Brave and the Bold. Um, it all comes down to execution. It all comes yeah. down to who is going to direct the film. Is it going to be Ben Affleck? Is Ben Affleck going to direct this movie? And if so, does that mean he's going to be Batman? Or are they going to cast another Batman? Mm-hmm. And I've heard a ton of rumors that Ben Affleck is actually very interested in directing. And if you remember correctly, uh, James Gunn, almost said Matt Reeves, James Gunn said that there is a director that they have that they haven't announced because if they announce it, it'd be too obvious of who that person's going to be and what they're going to be doing. <laughs> That yeah, that would line up. No, like, I don't know. Like, could it happen? Sure. Um, I'm actually. It it all depends on the execution. Is this going to be a a serious take 
on the character because that's my Batman. My Batman's a very serious take on the character. Um, very interesting, dark, brooding, you know. And then I will you know, say though, if they are indeed going for a Damian Wayne uh father son type of story, I do expect this to be a little bit more serious. I don't expect this to be like the goofy Brave and the Bold cartoon. I do think this will be a it, it may not be as serious as the Robert Pattinson Batman, but I think it will be a more mature in tone. You broke up there for a second. Oh, I am. I so I was saying like, because they're doing a Damian Wayne father and son type story, I do expect this to be a more mature story. Yeah, and like like if they're going to do Damian Wayne, um if they're going to do Damian Wayne, then that means that Talia's got to be in it. Rachel Ghoul's got to be in it. You yeah. know, he's going to be training. He's going to be training Damien at some point. They're going to be fighting together at some point. Um, it just Like I said, it just all kind of depends on the execution. Who do they get for Batman? Who is behind the camera? Who do they get for Damien Wayne? Because Damien Wayne's like 13, 14. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be another person that's just a complete unknown right now because they are literally a child. But, um... I do find it interesting that they're going straight to Damian Wayne, which the implications for like the rest of the Bat family is interesting. Cause like, does that mean that there is no Dick Grayson or is there already a Dick Grayson who has gone through the motions of being Robin and now Nightwing? Mm-hmm. Has there already been a Jason Todd that was killed? You know, like, like there are all these questions that are now cropping up because we are starting with Damian Wayne. And uh, I'd be interested to see how that goes, because th- if that means that we can just jump right into like a Nightwing uh, thing in the future, we can get like a Red Hood introduction. I- that'd be pretty cool. I'd-, I'd be down to see that. I think a lot of that's going to be dependent on how the Brave and the Bold does, uh, like right. at the box office. And like, and I know that the run that they're doing, the Grant Morrison run, at some point, Dick Grayson's Batman. So Dick Grayson at some point is Batman. So like, does that mean that that's what they're going to do? Is Dick Grayson going to be the Batman going forward after that movie? I know that, that Bruce Wayne's integral to this. So Dilusia. No, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, did you go? I, like, I, I, That's the thing. I think a lot of this is just going to come down to the execution. Uh, it, it's hard to really predict right now just because there's so many questions that need to be answered yeah and like like are they gonna do is batgirl gonna be part of this is red hood gonna be part of this so like my thing is like if they're gonna do this if they're gonna do this run i really hope that they bring some scott snyder into this as well because if you remember in the first uh the first uh comic on the scott snyder run there's like two or three Robins in the back. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about his run. Like you, when you first get started, we have Dick Grayson, we have like uh, Tim Drake, and we have Damien. Like they're they're all there. They're all doing their different things. They're all existing at the same time. So I don't I don't know if we'll get all of the other Robins in this, or if it's just going to be Damien. But I, again, I I think it leaves the door open to have those other characters show up maybe not necessarily in this movie but in other properties i for one would love to see a nightwing show personally oh you what 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 about uh what was that what's uh what's that stupid show with nightwing in it what's it called i guess i shouldn't say stupid because i know i like like are you talking about uh titans yeah i haven't watched it I remember when the trailer for that came out and like they had uh like Dick Grayson go fuck Batman in the for in the trailer. I was like, nah, I'm not watching it. I'm done. <laughs> you lost me. Um, what are your thoughts on them doing the Batman part two? I think this was expected. There was no way that Matt Reeves was not gonna follow up with another movie and with how well it did at the box office, of course, DC is going to be like, yeah, but, you know, we need to print that money. Print that money for us. But I am glad they, that James came out was like, we are embracing the Elseworlds tag. 
this will be Elseworlds. You don't have to worry about whether or not Robert Pattinson is going to show up in the main continuity. It is a separate thing. I'm glad we finally got that clarification because that's been a question we've been bouncing back and forth for, for months, I feel, I feel like. Uh, but now now it's all clear. Uh, for sure. And like the, I think the next episode, we really need to sit down and you know talk about this and then talk about casting for Batman next. Because that this is this is like one of the more intricate, nuanced things that we want to talk about. But we're already probably at like forty-ish, forty-five minutes into this podcast episode, and you and I could literally talk about this for like the next 35, 40 minutes. Yeah, probably. And like, <laughs> and um, it's interesting because I know like, what does this mean? Is this going to be the last? Is it, is part two going to be the it? Is it going to be it for it? Are they going to do one more sequel after that? You know, um, is Matt Reeves going to be, if Matt Reeves wants to do Robin in the Batman part two, can he do that? Or are they telling him no, because we're, we're using, you know, the Bat family going forward, you know, um, will Matt Reeves direct this and then just kind of like be done? Um, you know, and then hire someone else to direct it. There's a lot of moving parts with this, and there's a lot to discuss because this not only encompasses it's not only two Batmans, right? Mm-hmm. You have the Pen show. So like what is gonna be a thing here? Um what is what what's the you know and like like I know a lot of people that really love the Batman. I'm I'm more I like it a lot. I my problem with it was it was too long, not a ton of action in it. I want action in my Batman movie. You know, just like the action set pieces weren't very inspired in my opinion. Like you go from the Tumblr chase to that Batmobile chase seemed weak to me. Like like I really didn't care for Paul Dano as, you know, the Riddler. You know, I didn't like that take of it, like him singing in, you know, I don't know. There's this weird stuff about it. And like, like, it just like, it's very much like to me, a very niche Batman story. Whereas, you know, the Nolan verse, you know, when Nolan was doing it, like anyone, like anyone could enter into Batman begins or the dark Knight, even dark Knight rises. Like it was very much like a movie for the masses where this one was more of a slow burn. So, but like, what does this mean going forward for, you know, Robert Pattinson, like, is it just going to be one more movie? There's tons of things to, you know, talk about. So I don't know, like, that's going to be, I feel like that's the next episode is we kind of like look at, you know, Brave and Bold. And then, cause I really want to sit down and read. Cause I didn't read Grant Morrison's run. Like when, when I started getting back into comics was kind of like the end of Grant Morrison's run. Mm-hmm. And then we, new 52 if you remember correctly and i was like oh like here's an easy entrance into the new 52 so i mean what are your thoughts yeah uh i i don't want to go too in detail because like i said we're probably gonna do an episode on this but i i think there's a lot of room for matt reeves to continue working with the batman i i definitely would not be surprised if we get a third part and Personally, I feel like because James Gunn has had this, he he did state that he wants to be very open with uh, the like directors and creatives behind these projects to to do what they want to do. So I don't see why that wouldn't also apply to Matt Reeves, as long as they are going to be clear with the Elseworlds branding. Uh, I don't think it'll be too big of an issue, but we will see. There. A lot of questions still to come when it comes to the Batman. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Can't wait. Can't wait. So does this mean that Sasha Kali, does she, is she going to be Supergirl going forward? <laughs> like, there's so many questions. Like, even James Gunn said the other day, like, because he said, you know, the Flash resets everything. Some characters are going to be the same. Some characters are not going to change at all, or some characters are not going to change at all. Some characters will change. So it was a word salad, what he said. It was like, well, no one, what, what does that mean? So <laughs> it is like, what it is. <laughs> and like, and like we, there's the flash situation. 
there's Aquaman, like that's got to be its own episode as well. Because to me, like, I feel like he's being very diplomatic. He's being a company man. And he's saying like, look, the flash is an excellent film. It's one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Even though I've heard it's trash by a lot of people, a lot of people, <laughs> like if you, if you look at Twitter, sometimes they call it the flush. Um, Damn. Like, the, I don't know if you, have you ever seen that Kyle? No, I've I've been I've been flash. staying away from the the flash talk because I don't know what the so feel. so and it's like is he being a company man? Is he saying that this movie's good because if he says hey, this this no longer. The, I, I mean that's no a thing longer. though. Like if you think about it, a big part of James Gunn's job for the next ten years is kind of hinged on the Flash. So of course he's going to be like, oh, the Flash is amazing. You guys, you, you guys go see it. But we'll see. We'll see. Because I know he's not the only one that's been like, oh, it's actually really good, guys. Trust me. So maybe there is something there. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Otherwise, it, it'd be weird that they're so willing to continue like working with what they got. So Supergirl, the woman of tomorrow. We will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, raised on a rock, a chip off Krypton and who watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth. She's much more hardcore, not the Supergirl we're used to. Sounds a little Zack Snyder-ish to me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just I, kidding. I, I like the distinction that they are doing between Supergirl and Superman. Superman is going to be more grounded. He's going to be very much Earth-based, uh, kind of... No. Go well, fashion Superman, where Supergirl is like, oh, we are going out to space. It's going to be sci-fi. We're going to be fighting on alien planets. Like, like my thing is like, like you have to, you have to stay true to the core of the character, right? So you say, as long as you stay true to the core of the character of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, you can do these tertiary characters and kind of twist them and contort them like Supergirl, right? Like, like if you wanted to contort like um, Amanda Waller, she's a tertiary character. You can do that. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to contort, you know, Alfred, you could do that. Like, but to me, like the the important things about these characters and rings true to even the Marvel stuff is for the most part they get what the character is about. They get the tone. They get the feel. And like those are what's important. And like I'm okay with Supergirl being a little bit more hardcore. I don't expect that movie to be rated R. Um, but it it's going to be interesting to see what she does. Is she, she? It sounds like she's going to have a very intense arc. She's going to have a very yeah. intense arc throughout the movie where, you know, she sees these horrible things and then has to become a hero. And does that, does she become a hero because of what she looks like or how she interacts with Superman? Um, is this Superman's cousin? Like there's a lot of interesting avenues that they could take with this, you know, um, is, does she right. fight General Zod in this movie? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, like, hopefully, like, hopefully, hopefully it's his own thing. Hopefully, for this, I'd be okay with with Supergirl fighting General Zod because apparently in the Flash, Supergirl fights General Zod. So, what? Yeah, General Zod's in the Flash. I, I don't even know what the Flash is anymore, to be honest. <laughs> it's supposed and it's gonna reset everything. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh, Obviously, it's taking heavy cues from Tom, Tom King's run of the uh, series, which I, I don't know if either of us have read it. Uh, apparently, it's pretty good, but I can't confirm that or not. Can confirm nor deny. I don't know. I've Can neither confirm or deny. Because isn't that Rebirth? Isn't that a Rebirth? Yeah, it's a, it's a more recent series, I'm pretty sure. I wasn't a fan of his Batman run, so when I, I heard that I, he was... I was in the same boat. I really did not care for his run of the Batman too much so I did not follow him around to the other stuff he was writing maybe maybe we're missing out if guys if we should read Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow let us know Is are we missing out on something really good I don't know uh, but yeah so his work is being adapted to this movie and uh, it's going to be 
they're, they're, they're taking a more bold approach with it. So it's going to be standing out from Superman. They're going to be doing like more sci-fi stuff. Again, she's a chip off the old rock of Krypton. And I expect this to be the more galactic side of DC that we're getting introduced to. Um, do you want to, do we want to talk about the authority paradise lost or swamp thing to kind of end the show? Let's talk about paradise lost. And then we when so we'll we'll briefly say Swamp Thing is going to be the close out of the first chapter. So Swamp Thing yeah. is a horror film that promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. The, the, the thing with Swamp Thing detail. is that there's so few details on it. <laughs> but what's interesting, real fast, is James Mangold is very interested, and in they're in early talks for James Mangold to direct Swamp Thing. Mm. So when when I heard that, I was like, because I really didn't care about about Swamp Thing. I was like, to me, Swamp Thing should have been the the HBO Max series. The Lantern should have been the the film that closed out the first chapter, in my opinion. So because of like because of what they said about you know in Lanterns when they were talking about Lanterns, you know, being you know this plays a really big role in leading into the main story we were telling across film and TV. I was like, well, that'd be a perfect way to kind of like bridge part one and part two was lanterns, but whatever. So James Mangold's interested. I'm interested in that now. So I, I have one request for swamp thing. Only, they, only one. They, I, I only have one request and it. I know it might be too big of an ask, but it's the one I'm going to make. We need to get Guillermo del Toro involved somehow. I don't know if he's going to, I don't care if he's directing or producing. I, I want him involved. If, if Guillermo del Toro is involved in anything, it'd be justice league dark. I'd rather and we can bleed Swamp. into Justice League Dark with Swamp Thing. Yes. But Paradise Lost, since since I have only seen a few episodes of Game of Thrones, I'm going to allow let Kyle <laughs> really take this one. because. Uh, so I Paradise think this is another example of probably should not just be comparing one TV show to a random TV show to, to get the point across. Um, I will say I was left very bitter by the ending of Game of Thrones, so I don't like talking about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> uh, but Paradise Lost, so it's a... Uh, I guess you could say it's a prequel to Wonder Woman, and it takes place in Themyscira with the different uh, warrior tribes doing a big old political drama. I, I don't know what the inciting incident's going to be, or why are they fighting, what's going on. But the intention is, yeah, it's going to be like a big old drama series involving the Amazons on Themyscira and what comes from that. What's interesting about this, so let me read you the little blurb. The duo described this HBO Max series as Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, Themyscira, filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players. It takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. So, before the events of the Wonder Woman films, does that mean that Gal Gadot is now going to be this DC right. universe? Like, that seems to imply that the Wonder Woman films are still canon, and thus Gal Gadot is still Wonder Woman? I don't know. That, like, I'm that, told, there, this this opens up a whole can of worms. <laughs> here's, here's something that I was told, and like this is like I'm excited. Like I'll just say this: I know you're excited for this. I'm excited for this. It it if it if it has a look and a feel of you know Rings of Power, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. I'm here for it. Yeah. Like that's easy. It's Wonder Woman's. Look, you know, give like, me Amazonians fighting like mythological creatures. I want to see some Amazonians fight a Minotaur or something, and I'm gonna have, have a good old time. Or the Atlanteans. Yeah, let's get the Atlanteans in here. We'll we'll make it just like Flashpoint. Um, <laughs> but I was told this this first films the these. These films, so the films and TV shows, take about six to seven years. Okay. And after those six to seven years, they don't... So basically what I was told is they don't have to make a decision on Jason Momoa's Aquaman. They don't have to make a decision on Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. They don't have to make a decision on uh, Zachary Levi and Shazam. 
they can just let those stories and those films cool off because this is going to be these next TV shows and films are going to be the next six or seven years. And then in the next in six or seven years, since they haven't made a decision, they can either recast because these films kind of like take the space up, uh-huh. take the real estate, or those films from the old Snyderverse movies can be uh, brought back into what's been going on. So they're kind of like kind of have their cake and eat it too with some of these characters, it sounds like. But to me, I don't think that Gal's back. I don't think that um, Zachary Levi's coming back. I think Jason Momoa at some point will be Lobo. Um, and I know everyone's like, well, if you bring Gal Gadot, why not bring back Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill can be Superman in like a multiverse movie. But they. <laughs> I, really I mean, are we forgetting that these are. Are we thinking that these are individual people and they're not necessarily a package deal? It's like you you can bring back one character, not the other. You know, it's not the end of the world. (laughs) And like, you don't even have to bring back that actor. Like, it'd be really strange if Ben Affleck was the DCU Batman going forward and not have Henry Cavill. But the story that they're telling is a young Henry or young, almost an energy, a young Clark Kent Superman. And I'm sorry if, like he said at the very end, story is what is important to us. Telling the right stories. Mm-hmm. Having these stories mm-hmm. interconnected. And Black Adam's not coming back. Varrock's not coming back. Henry Cavill's not coming back. Like, I don't, I can, I can, like, Henry Cavill would be perfect for the authority. Henry Cavill might be good for Booster Gold. Like, they're, they're, like, I really liked him as Superman, but I just think with BVS and then the mustache, there's just too much to overcome. There's too much baggage. There's too much negativity negativity that surrounds that version. And an easy way to kind of like jumpstart you again is retelling super, not Superman's origins, but retelling a Superman tale with a younger Superman. And I was actually looking forward to Henry Cavill coming back, you know, with the tease with, you know, Henry Cavill and blah, 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 and Black Adam. But it's not like these characters are more important than the actors. These characters are more important than the directors. These characters are more important than the writers. You have to, you know, and that's what I think people kind of forget, like, like Christopher Nolan, when he was servicing the material with Batman Begins with the Dark Knight, great films. When he wanted to throw his own junk into it, you get the Dark Knight Rises. You know, um, you know, Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman 84, she wanted to throw her own junk into it. Like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> when, when you have these characters, the characters mean more than the actors that are playing these characters. And with that being said, that's going to do it for episode 194 of Shannon on Batman. If you have a uh, film or TV show that you are more interested in seeing, let us know. Like, we didn't really get into Booster Gold. The Booster Gold's going to be, once once they, I feel like Booster Gold's going to be cast relatively soon. So that's one of the reasons why we didn't talk about Booster Gold. We really didn't get into Paradise Lost as much. Um, and we didn't talk about the authority. The authority is something that we really want to know a little bit more about before we start talking about it. Um, and I suspect we'll be talking about these projects on and off pretty frequently over the next year or two. So those, you know, we got two years away from Superman. So, you know, we have finally we have things to talk about. <laughs> so it's been a long time since we've, we've been I, able to say that. <laughs> it's felt like it's been like almost, Three or four years, um, like it's been a few. It's been like three or four years since you know there's been like really any news, right? So. I, I, I hate to say it, but like I, I felt like for the longest time we've been watching the DC brand just die a slow death. Uh-huh. But right now is the first time in a while I have felt actually like positive and excited for the future. Yeah, and there's things to talk about. So yeah, it's going to be episode 194. Looking forward to doing 
on the very next episode, as long as like nothing breaking news happens in the next, you know, day or two or the next week or two, we're going to be talking about the, you know, Brave and Bold and the Batman. So with that, episode 194 is done. Make sure that you are doing all that you can to support this podcast. Follow us on our social medias. We are on social media. We're on Twitter at Shailen on Bat. We are on the Facebook, uh, the Shailen on Batman podcast. Like, retweet, comment. We need your help. Those are the things that we need from you. So you can find me on social media. I said Shannon at Bat for our Twitter page, Batman Shannon. You can find Kyle on Twitter at. I don't remember if I can log into Twitter. You did. I think you liked my my thing the other day. Yesterday was the first time I was on Twitter in like three weeks. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, really, I don't really use social media much anymore. I'm sorry. I don't blame you. <laughs> it sucks on there. <laughs> it's a cesspool. Yeah, but make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're doing that. And that's going to be it for 194. Peace.